praise God that God has given us how uh, one more day, one more Sunday for us to come to worship God. And um, as we near Christmas, this is a season where we reflect and think on the message of Christmas. And um, we are privileged uh, to be alive uh, at this point in history uh, when we have seen the world uh, going through so much of pain and suffering. Of course, some of our own loved ones have gone through uh, real struggles, but God has been gracious to us. God has been so merciful to us. God has given us this gift of life and uh, we have to be grateful to him all the time. Let's look to God in prayer. Father, we are so glad that you have brought us together. We thank you for this gift of life. You have kept us alive with a plan, with a purpose, with a name, and with a mission. We pray that you would minister to us. Hide me behind the cross. You speak to all of us and lead us in your path. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Remya and team. The lovely worship. Uh, this morning, I wanted to turn your attention to Luke chapter 1, verses 46 to 45. Luke chapter 1, verse 46 to 45. And Mary said, if you have opened, I'll read Luke chapter 1, verses 46 to 45. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowest, low state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put on the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. Two weeks ago, we saw from the same passage on Christmas and giving. And last week, Christmas and restoration to display his splendor for his glory. Sister Sunita shared last week. And this week, I wanted to meditate from Christmas and calling. Christmas and calling. Mary mentions many blessings in this passage. And God gave especially Jesus uh, to the world, to you and to me, to all of us, and with a purpose to redeem the world that comes to him by faith. And in Luke chapter 1 and verse 52, uh, she says in the song, He has put the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lonely, lowly. He has exalted the lowly or the poor up. And as I said last time, there are two types of poor people. One is those who are economically poor. And the other one, those who are spiritually poor, economically poor and spiritually poor. God restores us and helps us to display his splendor. That was a beautiful message last week. And this week, I want to meditate how God helps the spiritually poor people. All of us 
who are spiritually poor, how he can help us and makes us to live for his splendor of his name. And today there are many spiritual paupers in this world. There are people who look very spiritually, very uh, like a giant or a big person, but internally there's a lot of a lot of uh, weaknesses inside uh, spiritual pauper, spiritually poor. This morning, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to encourage you. I wanted to uh, challenge you. I wanted to invite you to search your own hearts. Let's search our own hearts to see what is in our heart. How is our life spiritually? And when you are touched by his love, when you are deeply touched by the love and the power of God, I wanted to tell you that you will have a real passion for God. I speak from experience. You understand? I'm not speaking from a theory. I'm speaking from experience. When you have a passion for God, you will have a passion to love him. You will have a, you, when you're spiritually alive, deep inside, there would be a passion in your heart to love him, to serve him, and to be for him in this world. And in this world of spiritual pauperism, you know, we find uh, so many uh, new teachings that come into the world. You find so many people being carried away by the winds of new theologies and new doctrines that sweep the world. But I wanted to encourage all of us. Let's be very careful. Let's search our hearts this Christmas season to see how rich our soul is. Is it poor inside? Is it rich inside? It is extremely important that we search our hearts. And when I uh, have free time, one of my favorite pastimes is to go into YouTube and see the old time footballers, you know, the ex-footballers, you know, their skill, their dribbling skill, their free kicks, their goal scoring skills, their goalkeeping skills. You know, it amazes me. But behind all those great skills lies something. Years and years of practice and sweat. It doesn't come like that. You know, they, they, they give everything to perfect what they are doing. And they display it to the world. The splendor of their game is displayed to the world. So it is with you and me in our spiritual life. I remember once uh, one of my relatives who was a principal of a school, was a principal of a school, she said once uh, a Tamil movie uh, director, Mr. Ba ba K. Balachandra, he was a well-known uh, Tamil director, movie director. He had come there as a chief guest and he was talking to the students and he told the students, you know, how they should, con uh, how they should give themselves to what they are doing, all of themselves to what they are doing and to concentrate to come up. And then she said, he mentioned something like this. He said, there are many people in, they come into the film world and then they tell us, I want to do, what is your aim? I want to be like this star and that superstar and this star. But he said, but these people forget to become that superstar. What practice they have put in, what effort they have put in to, to do that acting on the stage. It is not easy. They have practiced it. You know, I remember even the worldly people are so uh, tuned, you know, to perfection, to give themselves so that they can be something in the world. My dear brother, my dear sister, today, our spiritual life has to be strong. 
you know, the freedom that we enjoy, we don't know when it's going to become a challenge. Even own a Bible in our homes. I'm, I'm not, not uh, at this Christmas time, time don't think I'm trying to speak uh, something very depressing, but I'm speaking reality. So let us be very careful how we keep our hearts in the love of God. And here, Mary is thankful to God. She is worshipping God. She is praising God for all that she has received from God. She goes on and lifting and lifting and lifting the name of God. The Bible tells us in Matthew 4 and verse 16, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. And those living in the land of the shadow of death Light has dawned. Light has dawned. Christmas is to lift us up spiritually from darkness so that we can be dedicated to live for God. Christmas message or Christmas or the, the truth of Christmas is to transform our inner personality. And darkness is not just in uh, red light areas, in gambling dens, among people who live uh, in, uh, in different vices. No, not just there alone, but as I said, there is spiritual darkness in the hearts of even believers, even believers. And many are living that lowly life. And I wanted to tell you that God has come to lift us up. Jesus has come to transform us. It doesn't happen automatically. There has to be an input from our side. And Mary lists the blessings from God, one after the other, from 48 to 55, beautifully. And these blessings remind us that nothing in our lives comes from God. Everything comes from God. Everything, the homes we live, the cars we drive, the jobs we have, the clothes we wear, the food we eat, the air we breathe, the water we drink, everything comes from God. Nothing is mine. Everything we have received from God. This ministry we have received from God. This church we have received from God. You know, the, the energy for us to get up this morning, get ready and to come this morning, we have received from God. Everything comes from God. And some of the blessings Maisie received are plenty, but I just wanted to mention three. The first one is mercy. She calls him God, my savior in 147, Luke chapter one and verse 47. Mary acknowledges she's a sinner because only sinners need a savior. She said, he's God, my savior. He's God, my savior. And only sinners need a savior. Not those who think we are spiritually strong, spiritually healthy. And then in Luke chapter 1 and verse 50, she goes on to say his mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. His mercy extends this young girl, poor girl, she acknowledges it is, is mercy. Mercy means we don't receive what we deserve. Mercy means we don't receive what we deserve. I deserve punishment for my sins. I deserve to be condemned as a sinner. I deserve to be put to shame for my sin. But instead, he has shown mercy to me. He has not given me what I deserve. And that is mercy. And it also, it's a connotation to tell us it's loyalty to God's covenant. He is loyal to his covenant love. 
and because of that he was showing mercy to the people of israel and here mary receives it she does not deserve uh, deserve it but only because of god's covenant love she has now received she says from generation to generation this mercy has passed and come and landed in our life from generations to generations she acknowledges it is not just somewhere but it has passed on from generation to generation through the exile when the people went into exile when they disobeyed god and god sent them out to different nations and different nations come and spoil them and plunder them and kill them she says that mercy passed and has come to me this christmas season remember you and i have received mercy from god it's a blessing that has come from god and 400 years there was silence they went into exile then after that 400 years of silence suddenly there is a spiritual activity angel appears to elizabeth angel appears to mary there is excitement in the air and she is all excited of what's happening and she springs forth in praise of god she they were longing for the messiah for a long time and then the hope of the messiah comes to her generations to generations helpless and hopeless people needed a savior and that savior comes to them because of his mercy you and i have received mercy you and i have received immense mercy immense mercy in luke 1 and verse 51 she said his mighty hand has done great things his mighty deeds have been done with his arm it's god's work god's hand god's work and verse 49 she says holy is his name this merciful god is not like so for example i can think oh i'm also a weak person so i can forgive him forgive her because somebody else has forgiven me fine okay that is equality but here it's not equality she says this is a holy god or from a holy god mercy has been given to you and me mercy has been given to you and me and the most powerful leaders during her time they were executing people left and right they were not very kind to people who opposed them they executed them killed them they were ruthless and they were only mighty in power only for some time but here a holy most holy god almighty god extending mercy and she worships god worships god and praises god mercy so she is alive then to receive this gift from god to become the mother of the savior it's because of god's mercy then second thing she says is the favor that she has received she says god has been mindful of her humble status world goes after powerful people but here god goes after a very poor young girl very poor young girl it was the favor of god and he she says in verse 54 he has helped his servant israel remembering to be merciful remembering to be merciful and again the angel in verse 28 says rejoice highly favored one highly favored one it is uh, coming from the 
from the throne room of God, the message to her, you are highly favored. And let me tell you, it is not only Mary who is highly favored, you and I are highly favored this morning. You and I are highly favored by God this morning that our hearts are touched, that we may know the gospel of Jesus, that we may know who the Lord is. You think of the people who live such horrible lives in their world, in this world. People who kill, murder, loot, rape, and do all types of evil without any kind of kindness in their heart. You and I could be one among them in this world. Remember that. I could have been one among them in this world. But the favor of God. You and I are highly favored of God. That's why we are here. And as she says, says highly favored of God, Mary rejoices and say, Lord, everyone will call me blessed. Of course, I will come to that later. And there were several women in the ancient Palestine, but the favor goes to her. Favor goes to her. This favor, she is acknowledging. She carries life inside her to give the world. She gives, she, she conceives life inside her. The life of God is conceived inside her so that she can take it to the world. She can take it to the world. There's a difference between wage, prize, award, and an undeserving gift. Wage, you work, I work, we receive wages. Prize, we go into a competition, we win the first, second, third place, we get a prize for outstanding achievement or for maybe a long-term service, we may be given an award. You understand? We have done something to receive this wage, this prize, this award, but the undeserving gift is just the opposite. We have never done anything that we have received. So today, as you and I sit here, as we listen to this message, as I preach, all of us have to be mindful of this important truth. It is the favor of God. Highly favor from God that I received the salvation. That I received the salvation from God. And third thing she says is she has received the honor from God. In verse 48 she says, from now on all generations shall call me blessed. From now on all generations will call me blessed. She has received his, this glory. Mary honored is honored to conceive Jesus. And Elizabeth sings in prophetic praise in Luke chapter 1, verses 42 to 43. 42 to 43, Luke 1, I read. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. You know, this is a situation where an elderly lady, elderly relative, she humbles herself and she speaks to a young girl who's not yet married, prophetically said, what an honor for me that the mother of my Lord should come to me. Look there, it is not the Lord is coming to me that the mother of my Lord 
should come to me. That was the honor Mary had received in her life. Elizabeth old, but still she was able to honor a younger one. Yes, one important truth, as I was meditating this morning again on this uh, message and passage, I realized one important truth, anointing will keep us humble. Elizabeth was anointed and in prophetical voice, she burst forth and there was humility expressed in that words. Why is that the mother of my Lord should come to me today in our homes in our families in the Christian world in the ministry, we find so much, so much of arrogance or so much of pride as if we have something in us because of our own goodness. And once I remember my wife uh, was able to lead a person, a family to the Lord. And um, that person, after accepting the Lord within, I think, one or two months, if I'm right, uh, we received a visiting card. You know what was in the visiting card? Healer, so-and-so. He has put his name and underneath, he a healer, the title, healer and his name. Within a matter of two months of accepting the Lord. You know, today we find in the Christian world like that. And today in homes and families, pride has ruined. And there you find this powerful anointing of God makes her to recognize she is nothing. She honors not just, not just the Lord, but the mother of my Lord. That's the statement she gives. Mercy of God and the favor of God brings honor to this young girl. The mercy of God and the favor of God. Mercy saw the big picture of God. She knew there is something that is great God is bringing to me. But also note that she refers to the humble state of his bond slave. She says, I'm a bond slave of God and this has come to me. And honor waits for those who stay humble. Honor waits, awaits for those who stay humble. What can we learn from this message during this Christmas season? Two things stands out for me in my heart, which I wanted to share with you. I'm sure if you make a medit your meditation, you'll come out with much better things uh, from this passage. Go home, meditate on this. I'm sure you will learn a lot. I'm learning a lot. Second week, I'm uh, going through it and I'm learning a lot. And uh, we are still alive. First one is stay humble. Stay humble. Humble in your relationships. Humble in the families. Humble in the ministry. Humble at work. Humble in the society. Stay humble. We cannot do anything to receive mercy. You understand? It's just given by God. He doesn't give us what we deserve. It comes from him as a kindness to us. And uh, we would never, we should never be ignorant, nor careless about the mercy of God in our life. Take time every day. Whenever sometimes I play the songs, you know, sometimes tears come in my eyes when I sing along with those songs. You know why? I'm able to sing these songs because of the mercy of God. There's nothing good in me. It's come from him. Stay humble. Learn to stay humble. Ask God, Lord, help me. 
you know i i remember one example it's little funny from the kitchen we used to do souffle okay that is the easiest thing we used to do when i was a chef suddenly some luncheon comes they'll say okay make a souffle that's the easiest one for us so we'll gather the eggs the cream and the sugar and uh, we will beat it up and do it but there's one ingredient which we'll never put in but it comes and enters in freely to make it fluffy that is nothing but the air the air you know air we beat the eggs in such a way that you know air gets incorporated in the egg white and then you know we fold it and make it fluffy i can see some of you with the mask some some juices coming out <laughs> okay <laughs> and yeah. now it comes from there now everything comes from god you understand all the other ingredients comes from god but this humility you and i have to really think and submit ourselves to receive to be humble you understand god gives grace to the humble god gives grace to the humble in exodus 34 and verse 6 we will read a few passages and uh, see the lord passed before him proclaimed the lord the lord a god merciful and gracious slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness this was a certificate god giving himself about himself he is revealing to the people who is he he is a god who is merciful and gracious merciful and gracious daniel 99 to the lord our god belong mercy and forgiveness belong see you can have many laptops like this in the market in homes in companies but this one belongs to me you understand this bible you can buy like this in any bookshop any christian bookstore if it's available but this particular bible belongs to me and here where it says god to god belongs mercy that means it is his exclusive ownership you understand it is his exclusive ownership god belong mercy and forgiveness mercy and forgiveness let's stay humble let's let's go through these passages and let's ask god lord help me to stay humble all the time i want to yield myself to be humble 1 peter 13 peter said like this first peter chapter 1 and verse 3 blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ according to his great mercy he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of jesus christ from the dead think of it he is gracious merciful and a great mercy is shown to you and me we are here because of the great mercy of god and in ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4 Paul writing he said but god being rich in mercy great mercy rich mercy because of the great love he is rich in mercy great in love and abundant in grace that is your god and my god and this christmas season let's take time to say lord i want to stay humble because whatever i am and this year has passed from coming towards towards the end two more weeks it's only because of you only because one more week one, uh, one more sunday 
and after that it's going to be christmas lord it's only because of you what will you and i give in return what can we give in return we can give nothing in return to equal or compensate we can give nothing in return there is a tamil song enna kodupen naan umakku enna kodupen i have listened to that song several times it's a tamil song written sung by a small girl beautiful voice beautiful song enna kodupen what what will i give you lord what can i give she says in that song that songwriter has written if i was you know a shepherd i will give you sheep if i was a king i would have given you my uh, army i would have given you this i've given you that what can i give nothing can compensate and in the last uh, verse she says like this lord i give myself for you in that song i give my enne nan kodupen i'm giving myself to you i'm giving myself to you today what can you and i give you and i can respond to his call mary responded to the call of god mary knew the mercy of god she acknowledged the favor of god she knew she has received honor that she does not deserve knowing all this she says lord let it be according to thy word when god has given her the privilege calling her she says lord let it be according to your word without mercy we will be dis- destroyed and without his favor we will be useless people the call of god is highest call in the world i'm not saying everyone should become a full time pastor evangelist no no i don't say that wherever you are working you're studying your business ask god lord let this be a way of serving you let this be a way of honoring you let this be a way of blessing you i remember i preached long back on a topic called how we should be sincere in our work and after a week or so i received a letter inland letter it happened many years ago and uh, it was written by a small boy he is from kgf he wrote to me and saying uncle that message really ministered to me i am working in such and such a factory and my supervisor he he mentions like this my root supervisor was always against me that was the title here my root supervisor was always against me but after hearing god's word i did one thing that monday onwards i started to change my attitude and i did my best at work and he says that letter pastor the same supervisor so rude to me always he appreciated me he appreciated me and he has i'm i'm very happy today because this supervisor who was always against me appreciated me for my heart i changed my attitude at work and everything changed yes my dear brother my dear sister whoever is listening occasion it is not that you come separate to become a pastor and missionary evangelist today where we live has become a mission field wherever we are living wherever we are studying is a mission field we can be a blessing our neighborhood we can be a blessing uh, my wife and me visited a relative recently he is 85 years old he is a hindu 
my father's side and um, we saw um chapel tied and put hanging in the first floor so i was always longing to share the gospel with him when he saw the chapel i immediately asked him, why is that hanging so he said his wife said no 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 that is to ward off all bad evil spirits because corona and all things are coming so we put it you know i was so happy because not because they had the chapel i was so happy because god opened a way for me to share the gospel i shared the gospel with him i told him jesus came to give us life these things can never take care i'm so i was so glad what i'm saying is our families is a mission field the neighborhood is a mission field you and i can give ourselves to the call of god and this is the highest call to serve god again i mention not as a full time only but even where you are studying working doing business and living you and i can become a business uh, be a blessing in first corinthians chapter 1 verses 26 to 31 if you have your bibles please turn may the scriptures speak to you scripture you know motivate you and inspire you to give yourself to serve god first corinthians 1 26 to 31 for you see your calling brethren that not many wise according to the flesh not many mighty not many noble are called three three groups of people not many wise not many mighty not many noble are called but that but is important but god has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise god has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty and the base things and the things that which are despised god has chosen and the things which are nothing think of it god takes nothing to bring to nothing the things that think they are something you understand he takes nothing to put to shame the things that consider itself as something so if you and i have a qualification it should be foolish things weak things base things despise things and nothing if i consider myself as something god says be there you be there you have a virus i don't want you to corrupt be there but if i say all this and consider this in my heart with humility god says you are the one i want you are the one i want and uh, that no flesh should glory in his presence and verse 31 it says he who glories let him glory in the lord there's an ample opportunity openness for the world who believe that they are nothing to come to him to receive to be a blessing in this world god invites you and me and when you are empty only then god can fill and deal moody said he was a powerful evangelist a few centuries ago he said christ sends none away empty or full of themselves 
Christ sends none away empty, but those Christ. Excuse me. Christ sends none away empty, but those who are full of themselves. If we are full of ourselves, then God can't fill us. God wants us to empty and say, Lord, I'm nothing. And uh, I remember 1967, Muhammad Ali, you know, he was, uh, he was the world boxing champion. The world, it was a news in the newspapers do, during those days, in the sports page and in the political pages on the newspapers, the reason he was stripped of his world boxing uh, championship title and he was put in prison. I mean, he was sentenced to prison. You know why? Because he refused the call of his government to be drafted into the army to fight in the Vietnam War. He said, I'm not going for the Vietnam War. And because of that, he was stripped of his world boxing championship title as well as he was sentenced to jail. Only because he did not heed to the call of God. I wanted to tell you there are many who are called by God. All of us are called by God. I wanted to encourage your parents, grandparents. We need to pray for our children. Lord, what is the call upon our children's life? It may be, of course, to be uh, somebody uh, in, the, in the worldly field, to be an achiever, that's great. But what is the call of God upon their life? You understand? There is a call of God upon each one of our lives. What is that? You and I cannot be like this always. We have to go after the call of God and ask God, Lord, sir, help me to serve you. In what way I can serve you? And God will open that way for you. God will open that way for you. Moses said, I'm slow of speech. And God said, you know what God said? Can anybody remember what God said? God said, huh? I will be with your God, he said, I will be with your mouth. Read that passage. Okay, Exodus uh, 3.12. I will be with your mouth. You are mentioning about your mouth. I will be there. I will be there with your mouth. You know, I wish God is with everyone's mouth. So it will be here. God be in our, let him be in our mouth. Then you find in Isaiah 6, he said, Lord, I live as a person among unclean lips. And you know what God did? He takes the coal, live coal, from the altar, touches his lips, cleanses it, and he uses the same lips to be a prophet unto centuries, for centuries. Even today, his prophecy stands. He prophesied so beautiful, accurately about Jesus, 700 years before the birth of Jesus. What is your weakness? What is my weak? God says, I will touch that part if you are sincere to acknowledge you're weak in that area. And he will transform that part or that area in our lives to be something for God. Jeremiah said, I'm only a youth. But God began to build him up, to stand boldly before kings. And you know, he was so prophetical in spite of the uh, judgment that was coming which he himself was pronouncing 
he was also getting the message from god saying that after 70 years they will come back you know what jeremiah does he goes and buys a field think of it today one of the uh, complaints in the real estate thing is the markets are down nobody is buying it is sellers market no it is it's a buyers market now not sellers market why because people are not there to uh, to buy so people want to sell and the buyers are today having a good time that's what they say and but here you find in spite of knowing something is going to happen he was so confident in god he said lord i am a youth i am a fearful but i can't do god said no you i i will take care i'll take care and god transformed him first corinthians 15:10 paul said but by the grace of god i am what i am and his grace to me was not without effect no i worked harder than all of them it not high but the grace of god that was with me my dear brother my dear sister we will be nothing on our own to serve god we cannot serve god with our own everything has to come from and he gives it and uh, in the land of palestine in in the 30s there was a riot and in that riot a uh, lot of property were destroyed so the government the palestinian government at that time before israel was formed they caught out of all the cattle and sheep put them in the pen the cattle shed and the pen and locked them up and they wanted the farmers and the owners to come pay a compensation and take their cattle and sheep and go and to compensate for the loss of property there was an orphan shepherd boy he comes in he gathers some money comes and meets the officers and tells them this is the money i want to give you and i want to take back my sheep and uh, the people say yeah well you can do it give the money they took the money and they were mockingly telling him there's so much of sheep here so many how can you possible know which is yours and he said about eight of them are there and uh, they were mocking him this boy took out from his bag a flute and started to play in the midst of thousands of sheep eight sheep pushes its way through comes and stands before us and he happily says bye bye to the security officers and he walks out with the eight sheep why the sheep hears his master's voice the master's voice the special tune he plays the sheep knew and the sheep came following you and i are like the sheep today god is calling you and me mary heeded to the call of god mary heeded to the call of god and today god is calling you and me come my son my daughter with your weakness with your shortcoming with your helplessness you come i'll take care i will help you this christmas season ask god lord what is my calling what is the calling that you have placed upon my life upon my children's life and john 12 and verse 26 jesus said if any man serves me him will my father honor god is there to honor you and me there was a man his name was dr moon one day suddenly he 
went blind in both his eyes. He had some infection, both his eyes went blind. And this person, Dr. Moon, he went to God in prayer and said, Lord, I thank you for this gift of blindness. You understand, it's very difficult, gift of blindness. Now, help me, what can I possibly do with this blindness to bless your kingdom? That was his prayer. And over a period of time, there were many people, apart from Braille, they were able to read the Bible who were blind. People who were blind were able to read the Bible, the word of God. You know why? Because of Dr. Moon's alphabet, which he devised for the blind. Dr. Moon's alphabet, which he devised, which he devised for the blind. With that, they were able to read the Bible. Gift. Everything is a gift, I told you. And here this man is saying, even blindness is a gift. I give it to you. What can I do, La? I wanted to challenge you, young people, elderly people listening, and middle-aged people, fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, all of us. Let's respond to the call. Mary responded to the call of God. She knew it's his mercy. It's a favor of God. And she knew it's an honor that is coming from God. She responds and says, Lord, let it be according to your word. And today we have this, we have the Savior who has saved us. Let's close, close our eyes and look to God in prayer. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Lord.